This episode of the Close to the Heart podcast has been rated M for mature audiences only. Some material and dialogue may not be suitable for members of the family under 18 years of age. I'm Jason Klaus. I'm a husband, I'm a father, I'm a union worker, I'm a professional wrestler, I'm a promoter. This is my show. And on here we are going to tackle a number of different topics. Pulse to the Heart Podcast. We could be talking about sports, we could be talking about pop culture, we could be talking about professional wrestling. But above all else, we are going to talk about how we can go through life to make a positive difference for ourselves and for those in and around our lives. Welcome to the Close to the Heart Podcast. Welcome to my show. This is the Close to the Heart Podcast, powered by Anchor.fm. Hey everybody, welcome to Klaus of the Heart Podcast here on Anchor.fm. I'm being joined by Nikki Felsoni, who's back this week after I dropped a bonus episode last week and I kind of flew solo on that. Uh, We are recording this during um, the Memorial Holiday Weekend, so right out of the gate, um, I want to take a moment or two to just kind of express... Uh, my appreciation for those who gave all that you know allows us these these freedoms that we have as as Americans and in turn allows us the opportunity to do things like this so I wanted to take a couple of moments right right at, right at the top of this week's program because this is going to drop this Tuesday so the turnaround time is going to be very quick on on this episode so um, you know, m- m- Memorial Weekend has is, is is one of those things that I feel like. I mean, it's very important. Don't get me wrong. I I just I I feel like for families of veterans, um, for families of those who sacrificed everything, um, this weekend kind of gets lost as to what the true meaning is because a lot of us Nicole and I I don't know what what your work schedule is we have extended weekend you know Saturday Sunday Monday to you know all depending on what kind what kind of job that you do uh, by and large as far as ho- holiday weekends go this is a three-day weekend and it's not about you know ball games and barbecues and things of this nature I mean although that is a byproduct of having a long weekend that's not what what it's all about right correct yeah i think a lot of people think oh it's the kickoff to summer it's like memorial right (laughs) i mean it's in the name (laughs) yeah yeah it's memorial day weekend so yeah yeah um the the next town over because i'm in fenton michigan the, the next town over is holly and they have a national cemetery over there and it's it's a pretty um awe-inspiring scene to go there on this weekend with all of the flags that are put 
you know, next to the different graves and, and things of this nature. And um, Local 598, which I am a member of for the UAW, they have a veterans committee and they spent, uh, they, you know, they, they did a lot of hard work over an extended period of time to put those flags out there. So I wanted to give a shout out uh, to the veterans committee of Local 598 and uh, all the fine members that took part in that. Now, um, we're kind of getting back into the swing of things here, back to our, our normal content. It's been a couple of weeks in, in all reality since uh, you and I have had an opportunity to have a conversation just because I was, uh, I was out of town for the better part of, of a week and then uh you know just you know well life happens right i mean mm -hmm. it's all kinds of responsibilities and res and you know you got to be here you got to be there you know practices and work and blah 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 just non-stop so it's good to see you what's what's happening in your neck of the well. woods uh kids just finished up school so they're getting situated in their summer programs and all of that so kind of glad for that usual homework and that grind to be done for a couple of months yeah you you mentioned that uh, a couple of weeks ago maybe even last week I don't remember um, but uh, so so we're here now huh the kids are done your kids are yes. done and it's uh yes, my kids are done and we're uh they've started their summer program and they seem to be happy and so uh yeah looking forward to it looking forward to spending you know now that we're all everybody's vaccinated well my kids aren't they're too little but right um, now that everyone in the family's vaccinated and we're supposed to get together this weekend and celebrate birthdays and that kind of stuff so we're excited about that Oh, that's good to hear. You know, I'm I'm yeah. I, I'm glad to know that. You know, because we've talked previously. You know how how much you miss that interaction with with your family and things of that nature. So it's good to hear that. You know, you're going to be able to get back to that kind of realm. So very cool. Yeah, I'm very. I, I'm sure. You know, it's been it's been. Um, and we're not even out of the woods yet, right? I mean, we're we're still. I mean, we can kind of see in the far distance. We can see a finish line, but you know, we're still quite you know quite a ways away from there. Um, so, like I had mentioned, we I I dropped a bonus episode um, of this podcast last week dealing with youth baseball, youth organized ball, and and the different things that. Um, that entail that activity and I got a lot of positive feedback on that just in the few days since I since I dropped it there was no pre-hype there was no advertisement there was none of that um, but you know quite a few parents reached out and said yes thank you or I've been saying this for X amount of time, and it's cool to hear it on an airwave type of format, such as a podcast. And uh, you know, with the with the continuous feedback, I'm I'm working on a part two because there's just so much more meat on the bone. Um, but that's 
that's going to be a work in progress because I don't want to just throw something out there just for the sake of of phoning it out there. This week, however, on this show, you're fired up. I have have the possibility to be fired up, all all depending on uh, what we do here. Um, you found a list. And yes, I found a list, but I found my, well, I found a list, but that I also made my own. <laughs> along so the same, along the same topic though, right? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Oh yeah. So the list that you had sent me is from a more reputable, um, form of, <laughs> This is not it's listwoo.com. Not... <laughs> Come on, you have to do the you have to do the flare woo. Come on. <laughs> I cannot. You can't do the list woo. Yeah, this is I can't a... do it either. So there you well, go. Well, I mean it it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Thanks. For a girl. Uh, for a girl, for a chick, sure. Um <laughs> No, this is from a much more reputable and uh, mainstream website, right? Uh, Buzzfeed.com. Uh, so I I just glanced at this. I, I have not because I was I was in the process of doing a bunch of different projects this morning. Went to the Home Depot, um, which could be a story unto itself because nine o'clock on a Saturday morning is not the time of day you want to be going to Home Depot, mm-hmm. but um, you know, Austin wanted to go with me and he's got baseball practice this afternoon. So I'm like, if we're, if you want to go, this is the time we have to do it. And we stayed up late last night watching, uh, the WWE, um, A and E documentaries that he has not seen yet. So we were up till past midnight. <laughs> so we got up, we had a late start. Okay. Um, but be that as it may, um, I got a hold of you. I said, I have a window of opportunity here. What's your availability? Because I knew you had things happening this mm-hmm. weekend. Um, and then I'm like, find me a topic because I haven't had time to think about one. Um, <laughs> I mean, I do, but it's it would if if I was to tackle that topic solely on on a show it would be overwhelmingly probably negative and i i i have no doubt no doubt whatsoever that that people's feelings would get hurt they they would have a case of the boo-boo face and i figured well yeah because you know okay never mind because i i was right there when you said oh wait well let me explain no we're going to Okay. We're gonna we're gonna talk about seventeen unpopular opinions that'll either make you really mad or change your viewpoint. My goodness gracious, the the title alone is almost exhausting because mm-hmm. th- this is going to be, I would imagine, this is going to be pretty thought provoking. You know, this is some gonna... of them. I will say some of them are, and then others are kind of. Really? Like that's a thing, I guess. <laughs> so so to, to supplement the list, like I said, I, I came up with a, a few of my own. Jeez, oh Pete. 
<laughs> what was that the outline for a book <laughs> yeah I, apparently i have a lot of unpopular opinions i think you know I, you know i like to be on the razor's edge of things so well i i <laughs> You know, with that, I, I kind of feel like we need to tackle your list instead of what BuzzFeed.com has here. Because, as you know, I mean, be- we, we can skip around a little bit. I'd, I'd be perfectly fine with that. And I know some of these will kind of get you going, too. So <laughs> are you sure that's a, that's in the best interest of the listener this week? <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I mean, we, we can start with a couple of mine and then we can look at this list and kind of go back and forth if you'd like. I am going to actually let you navigate th- this topic Ooh, since, okay. since you found it, and um, you know you you tell me, and I'll give you the best possible response that I can. Okay, my first unpopular opinion is women who absorb their spouse's job into part of their identity. Well, I'm a doctor's wife. Gotcha. I'm a lineman's wife. And they they have, like, stickers on their cars and just the, yeah, just because your husband is a police officer does not make you a police officer. Like, all of that. And I know that it's unpopular because, obviously, they're waiting for their husbands to come home from work. They're doing dangerous jobs and that kind of stuff. But... Yeah, I just, I don't like that. Again, unpopular opinion. <laughs> I, I, I get this. I get this one, but believe it or not, because there have been instances over the course of my life where my standing in something was utilized as part of a significant other's identity. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it usually starts with, do you know who my boyfriend or my husband or my fiance is? He is this, you know. So mm-hmm. you, b- because he is this, you need to you need to put me on a higher pedestal. Right. Uh, now, this is one of the drawbacks of being involved in professional wrestling. Is <laughs> I was in a relationship, and the girl was at not just any bar, but it was the bar that we had as our home base at the time that we ran shows there every other week. So everybody, everybody knew who I was up there. And they, Terry's? They, they, yes, Terry's Lounge. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Terry's Lounge. Like, I know where this is going. Yeah. And, um, I, I mean, it, it's a real quick story, but I was at home. I was doing my own thing. I was probably writing something for the website or whatever. I, I wasn't there, but mm-hmm. she was with her girlfriends and had too much to drink and something happened and there was some sort of argument and um, she broke out the, do you know who the fuck my husband is? He's the guy that runs the wrestling company. He can come up here and whip half this bar's ass and blah, 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 blah. Gene called me, the the owner. Um, he has since passed away, un, un, unfortunately. But um, he called me and told me what was going on. And I'm just like, come on. Come on. That's mortifying. It was. I was humiliated. Like, 
I was like, I, w- I went up there and got her and her three drunk friends and pulled them out, out of the bar. And I'm just like, what are you doing? You know, meanwhile, there's guys over there sideballing me and all they're like, oh, well, here he is. I look, I'm just here. I'm just here to. to Here's the guy to kick your ass. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. I'm here to take on the whole bar. So let's rock. Who's first? You know, it's yeah, just man. stupid. Um, being involved with General Motors, if to some people, is a status thing or, or, around these parts because they automatically mm-hmm. think, well, he's he works for GM. He makes a boatload of money. He's blah, 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 blah. Look, I'm not rich. I, I make enough to, to take care of my family. And, you know, that's all I need. You know, I don't have expensive toys out in my driveway. I don't have... You know, a lush mansion on the hillside overlooking one of the lakes around here. That's not a thing with me. For for some people, yeah, that is. That's cool. That's great. But I make no bones about the fact that, yes, a GM pays my bills, but that's as far as it goes. I do not put any more time or thought into that place the second I punch out. I It's just not. I will never allow that, that company to be a part of my identity. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. No, okay. absolutely. Makes perfect sense. So now that I went off on that rant, what's next? Oh, uh, this one will get you going. I can almost guarantee. Okay. People, um, and this kind of surrounds like loss and tragedy, but the people with like the grief porn and the morning sickness, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, sickness, the people that glob on to either those that are involved in the tragedy and that has nothing to do with them, but the people that like leech on to a situation, I cannot stand those type of people that are just around for the tragedy. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me, I don't know you. Tell me, I don't know you. I'm like, I was like, this is going to get him absolutely fired up because I know you and I are a lot alike in that sense that I cannot stand. Yeah. The, the grief porn aspect of it, the people that just like get off on the tragedy and the attention and all of that when it has nothing to do with them. Mm-hmm. Is there an incoming rant or should I just go to another one? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I feel that one. Yeah. I, I feel is. that one. See, and here's we I've talked about this with friends with family who were personally very much affected by Jeff's passing. Mm-hmm. We talked about this very thing. And uh, and the people that are that demonstrate that kind of behavior are the same kind of people that will take any kind of attention, good, bad, or indifferent, just to be the center of attention or to be a part of something that's spotlighted, whether it's good or bad. Obviously, Mm -hmm. with the case of loss, death, that type of thing, horrible. Mm -hmm. But it's attention. And if it happens to, to somebody that they're friends with or that they care about, um, they they will attach themselves at that hip so they are in in that spotlight 
they are part of that you know the who the the person who is grieving the person who has been you know they are at the focal point of the mourning spectrum if the you know for the lack of a better term mm -hmm. uh, they're not interested in talking to them to to the the to the person that's attached at the hip they want to talk to the one that is at the center here Mm -hmm. But they, but they, you know, they're the good friend. They're, they're the, the one, you know, I'm, I'm her BFF or I'm his best friend. And, oh, you know, you can, you can relay any kind of information to me and I will make sure it's passed on. That's a thing too. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. like, I had people try that with that, with me, um, both when my mom and and my brother died mm -hmm. and i what well, i was real quick to shoot that shit down don't go through anybody else i mean i can't say that i can't say that um with with my mom there was two people that anybody knew that they could talk to and without fail you know it would get back to me or whatever that's tony woodcomb and jason cloyd um mm -hmm. uh, when everything happened with with Jeff, you know Tony and Jason obviously, but Jim Burgett, you know, stepped in in into that role because of the closeness that he and Jeff had, and in turn that he and I have. Um, so yeah, that's all I'm gonna say about that because I told you that's a whole nother. <laughs> I told you before we came on the air here, you know. I'll I've got a lot of thoughts and feelings just bottled up right now. And I know it's not the best thing to do, but in, in terms of, you know, everything with Jeff and, you know, things that have been said and they just, I've let enough shit ride. I, I've, let, I've let enough people just run their mouth because I chalk that up as their own mourning, whatever. They're trying to come to grips with it. We are now a year plus into this. And and I realize that there is no timetable for the mourning process. But at some point, a lot of them is exactly what you just described. They are trying to keep that spotlight with their name attached to it. And quite frankly, mm -hmm. I'm fucking tired of it. You know what I mean? Um, but that's enough about that. Go on to the next one. <laughs> that's before for I another day. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, parents who try to relive their lives through their kids and by forcing them to participate in sports and activities because either they did or they didn't. Did you listen? I can't stand that. I have not listened to it. Okay, so if you did, you would have realized that <laughs> this one is um, <clears throat> its part of what I talked about on the baseball episode. Oh, is that it? I see, oh, I'll yeah. have to listen to it. I'm you sorry. Will have. so sorry I missed it. This I, well, just because you're not on it, you're not going to listen to it? That's awesome. Uh, Anywho. I know. <laughs> I was like, well, there's not that 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 extra, so I just know. <laughs> It's just Jason piss on it. Anyway, no, uh, no, I talked about this. 
I, I, I talked about this, you know, parents trying to live vicariously through their child in the game of baseball because either they, they were fortunate enough to have exceeded during their time as a player and had all kinds of accolades and, and success, or on the other side of that coin, they, they sucked. They, they, they weren't very good at either as a player or the, or they may have been the standout on a, on a bad team. Um, but their philosophies and the way they pound this stuff into their kids. I mean, I've, I talked about how it can be a good thing if it's handled and done properly. And, but on the other side, and a lot of times of what I see as a parent sitting on the sidelines, just kind of watching everything is you are, they, they kill the kids ambition in baseball because they're, they're just, they're, they're relentless. The parents are relentless and just pounding it into their head, yelling at them, screaming at them, humiliating them. You're not motivating anybody that way. You are slowly but surely taking this kid and his love for the game of baseball and you're destroying it because it's not fun for them anymore. So if it's not fun for them, why bother doing it? So I'm very much with you on that. And, you know, it's not just baseball. I mean, that can be related in any kind of, of different activities or sports or things of this nature. Anything that a parent has any kind of actual experience in, you know, there's a fine line between trying to, you know, share your wisdom, share your experiences, and um, just being an outright butthole and, and a bully, and especially in a public setting. You know, what happens at home is, you know, that's that's on you. But you start bringing that kind of bullshit to, to a public setting, like a ball field or something like that. It's just a matter of time before they, before another parent or a coach or, or, or somebody steps up and says enough's enough. And mm -hmm. then that just opens a whole new Pandora's box of, of problems. Well, that's my kid. You can't tell me how to talk to my kid. That's true. To an extent, because when you are on the ball field, you're on my time. You know what I'm saying? Right. I had oh, that. Absolutely. I had that issue with a with a young kid that came to the MWO s several years ago and wanted to learn how to wrestle and things of that nature. And he made he made it very clear in my interviewing him and things of this nature that there were problems with with the dad. And, um, you know, he, he went into a lot more detail than I felt like I need, I needed to hear at that point. Uh, but there, there was very much a, a situation to where, you know, there was, it, there was a lot of heat, a lot of animosity between the father and son. And he, the kid came to practice and the father showed up at, at the building and, I was in the office or something doing something. I wasn't out in where the ring was at, but I heard, I heard this guy come in and start screaming and I, I bust out of my office and I'm like, I don't know what you think you're doing here, but this is not the kind of atmosphere we bring here, blah, blah, blah. 
And I, and I got the, I, I got the, who the fuck do you think you are? This is my kid and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you're absolutely right. He is your kid. And what happens at home is 100% your business. But this is my building. And he's on my time. And this is not going to happen like this. And, um, you know, he wound up leaving. But it was, you know, why? Why does it have to get to that point? What are you trying to prove? So... Well, the sad thing with that is that if they act that way in public, it's probably significantly worse at home. And you actually, I feel my heart goes out to kids that that get treated like that in public because I'm sure at home even worse. And Absolutely, that's really sad. That's really sad. It is. Um, so <laughs> this one is so stupid, but I it really is. People that use the word lover. <laughs> In either wedding vows or toasts or speeches or anything like that, I think it is super cringy. I am a hundred percent with you on that. I am not. That a fan. word is just so. Ugh, I just. I don't know. It is just. I don't know what it is. Anytime I read it in a, <laughs> in a story or something like that or a newspaper, I'm just. You know. See, then I think of the of the SNL, and I think it was Rachel Dratch and Will Ferrell, I want to say, and they would be like at a vacation place or whatever, and he'd be like, oh, well, my lover and I. <laughs> anything Will Ferrell says with any kind of accent or anything is creepy yes. onto itself. Yeah. So. Yes. Oh. Uh, um, I was going to pop over here to read one of the, um, one of the BuzzFeed, one of their unpopular opinions. And it said, drivers should have to take refresher courses every 10 years, regardless of having any driving offenses. I don't agree with that one. I, I don't necessarily agree that it needs to be every 10 years, but I think once you hit a certain point that... There needs to be some because there are people that are unsafe drivers on the road. Look, I I totally understand that. And yes, I think maybe once you get I, th I think an individual's like their driving record should should take should be taken into consideration as to because if you have X amount of points or you've had this, that or the other thing, some sort of blemishes on your driving record. I think that should be taken into consideration as to refresher courses and 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 things of this nature. Plus, I I mean I have no I have no problem with designating like a, an age of like 55 or 60. You get a refresher course or what have you. My thing with with like traffic tests right now, and I don't know what it's like in your in your area around Ohio. Um, but here, in, especially in Genesee County, more and more of these of these uh, roundabouts are popping up, and people don't know how to drive in a roundabout. And yeah. I I feel like 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 these kids that are taking drivers training and stuff like that. I think it should become if it hasn't already. I haven't seen any, anything about it, but I feel like there that has to be mandatory. You know, back in our day, it was parallel parking. 
You know, we had to do horrible <laughs> downtown Lapeer. Yes. Yes. I will, I will drive. I will drive around the block 15 times waiting for a spot to open so that I don't have to parallel park. Cause terrible, I'm horrible. Right. Yeah. I'm horrible at parallel parking. Like leave a can opener for me. Like I cannot, cannot do it. Yeah. So round roundabouts, I, I, I feel like. You know, they really need to have an education in how to maneuver through because there's at least one I think maybe two in in Lapeer. One I know for yeah. sure because I go through uh, it. Lake Nepissing. Goes, yes. Yep. Yeah. I, that's I when I see things on the um, discussion boards on Facebook people complaining about them. Like, we have tons of them. We have like double like it's like almost like a figure eight. Yes. And Brighton has one of those. Oh, do they? Yeah, we have t- we have tons of roundabouts here, so it's fairly common here. I know it's just becoming more popular up there, but no, there's there's still people that drive the wrong way into the roundabout. <laughs> like they they turn left. Like at what point would you ever think that if everyone is going this way, that you turning and it's it's terrifying, but it's also education and people have not if people have been driving for 30 years they're not necessarily up on all of these new things no for sure and uh (laughs) and i can say that because you and i've been driving for almost 30 years so (laughs) bless it when you put it in, uh, in that context i know you're old I know I am. I am super old. So um, another one. Well, I guess right on on that with uh, on the BuzzFeed, overly loud vehicles make their drivers look stupid, not cool. Yeah, I saw that one. That that <laughs> that one. Stuck it's cool when I you're chuckled. young. Yeah, it's cool when you're young, but now it's like the mechanic. <laughs> Get your life together. <laughs> We have uh, a few guys that pull into the plant and, uh, you know, because when we come in being third shift, it's dark. It's, you know, around it's after the 10 o'clock hour because we got to be on the line by 11. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, you, you can hear them coming from I-69. Like it, the shit just echoes. Um, mo- m- um, not just trucks, but the motorcycles too. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just, yeah, it, you know, it's okay. I get it, and, and it, t- it it makes me think about you know cruise night in Lapeer, you know. Oh cause, yeah, <laughs> that was the best. It Those was. Days. You look back Those on were the it, days. At, at the time, you're just like, you know, who else does this? You know, we're hanging out with our buddies downtown Lapeer. People are cruising in these nice cars, sometimes POSs, but, you know, by and large, they, they were decent. Um, C- CB radials was a big thing. Uh, oh, my God. So, Blair and Shania Twain. <laughs> uh, I'm going to the back Right. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And it's like, and the car's like, bing, bing, bing. Uh, well, you know, who's bad if your boots been under, right? 
Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. That was I, the 90s. Maybe I'm maybe we're just at that age where the things that are cool we now find obnoxious. I mean, that could be a thing too. But because you know what? I would you know what? When I go back home, when I go back home to see Sarah, I'm always like, these kids don't know how cool it was to cruise on Friday and Saturday night. And they're like, it's you know, to talk to Sarah's so like, you guys just drove around in a circle. I was like, Yes, but you got dressed up and you did your hair and your makeup oh, yeah. and then you know people were always doing dumb stuff at the courthouse and you know but yeah. it was nothing but malicious you know what no. i mean no it wasn't anything malicious and it was there was no destructive behavior or anything like that so it wasn't like it was i mean there were sometimes people doing dumb stuff but all in all it was just there was nothing to do besides drive around and listen to loud music and then and then they put up the cruise bars in the middle of town and you had to go around the loop by the new courthouse. Yeah. <laughs> and then back by Lapeer Bank and mm-hmm. how they blocked all that off. But Yeah, I mean, days. you know, and if, 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 if guys were going to fight, if there was going to be a fight, they went down to Crampton Park, yeah. had, had it out down there, and then they come back and... <laughs> Got back in the loop and the wrong we will, you know. Then it was done and over with. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go on to our next unpopular opinion. The good old days, right? Um and and I could be totally off on this, but if I see like if I've posted something on social media and I see that like a family or a friend is acting a fool on it with and interacting negatively with someone else that's on my friends list. Um, I will intervene because I think that's disrespectful and embarrassing. Like, stop doing that. Like, if my friend were to be disrespectful to a family member of mine who's, like, sharing their opinion, I will shut it down. And that's probably unpopular because, you know, people can say whatever they want. But I just think it's, I don't know. I can, I, I have, I don't have any experience in this. You don't. You can, no, no. That's actually pretty impressive. It's, I, you, I, it was usually previously about um, like political stuff, so I stopped posting political stuff. Yeah. This was this has been some time ago, but and I guess that's probably why I don't I haven't had to engage in something like that because I don't post anything political. I don't share anything political. Um, you know, and very rarely has a comment that I made you know, been, been disputed, you know, and when it has been, it's, it's usually on Just one of your face. <laughs> well, I'm sure of it. I'm sure of that because nobody has a goddamn backbone anymore, but that's another story for another time. Um, but it would be like on these, these wrestling fan pages and things of this nature. Who's your Mount Rushmore of, you know, professional wrestling and everybody has their own take on it. I put mm-hmm. mine out there. Well, I wouldn't put him. I'd put him. I didn't ask what yours was. The, the, the question wasn't, you know, cur, you know, s- sit here and and break down everybody else's Mount Rushmore. This was an an opinion piece. Now, if I had said that these four or three of the four guys here were world champions for a minimum of X amount of days, that's fact. You you can go look that up. 
But if I'm telling you that on my Mount Rushmore, I've got Hogan, Austin, Undertaker, and Savage, I'm not asking you to tell me that Savage should not be on there and Ric Flair should, or that John Cena, mm -hmm. where's The Rock, where's blah, blah. I didn't ask you. You didn't ask me. You asked me what my opinion was. Right. So, yeah, by and large, I don't uh, I don't engage in that kind of BS. But I would imagine that, you know, if if somebody if I had posted something and, you know, some negative banter went back and forth um, be, between two good friends or a family member and a friend, I would be more than likely to shut the shit down, too, because mm -hmm. you're you want to. You're not gonna, you're not gonna bring my shit down with your level of negativity or ignorance or just bad behavior. I, that's not what this is supposed to be about. So here's another one that's really unpopular, and I think that um, a lot of couples have this issue. I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, that parents are not spouses and that there are too many in-laws that are too ingrained in their children's marriages. And I think that that has really diminished the marital, um, like the strength of the marriage. Where yeah. I think it's I think it's I think it's good in the sense that it's helpful with, you know, like, you know, you want to have your children to have a good relationship with their grandparents. Mm -hmm. But I think it becomes intrusive. And that kind of also goes with my uh, my other unpopular opinion of taking advice from people with either bad marriages or bad kids. <laughs> That's kind of like that's kind of like one in the same. I and that's you know not necessarily unpopular per se, but um, you know, like I don't want my marriage to look like your marriage, so right. I don't feel obligated to take marital advice from you. Right, you know, if if you're a three-time divorcee and you know you you've got. This isn't like Seven winning the belt five, where you're giving five, good advice. Yeah. <laughs> You got seven seven kids by five, maybe six di different people. You know, right. um, who are you know? You're not really batting a thousand here. So right now, if you wanted to be more positive about it, you could say, well, maybe this person has learned a shitload of life lessons with with every with every setback or mistake because clearly there's been a few. <laughs> you know, yes. things things didn't obviously work out because I don't know anybody that gets married just for the sake of being, you know, well, what the hell? Let's go get married today. Nicole, what what are you doing today? You just want to run down to, to the, to, you know, to the courthouse and get married today? You, you, you know what I mean? It's not, right. I don't know. No, I, uh, as far as, as the, the in-law thing goes, um, I, uh. I'm by and large pretty fortunate. You know, my my in-laws have been tremendously helpful with, you know, babysitting and, and they're very, very much involved with my kids and 
and things of that nature. And, and they, like my kids have a very close bond with Carrie's mom and you know, that's awesome. But, uh, but I can, I can also understand where there's, there's a situation where, you know, the in-laws are at kind of like everybody loves Raymond, right? Like they're over exactly. there. Exactly. And that's every kind of what single, I was thinking when I wrote that. Yeah. Yeah. Every single day, multiple hours, multiple times, blah, blah, blah. So I can see where that can get a little much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we went over that. All right. Decorating before Thanksgiving. Decorating for Christmas. Nothing wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And there are so many people that have an issue with it. So you should not decorate for Christmas until after Thanksgiving. But a lot of times you're ha you're hosting a lot of people at your house, and why not have it look festive for Thanksgiving? Why not have you know some of your Christmas stuff already up? I get so much shit for this from my friends, from the wrestlers, from uh, you know anybody who knows me knows how much I I dig Christmas, right? I mean I have my entire life. I have. I have a designated block of time that that Christmas things are 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 going up, and by this date it is all the way up. I don't turn them on until um, like like uh, Thanksgiving night. I will I will start turning them on there. But by and large, between the Survivor Series, which is in November. Mm -hmm. And the Royal Rumble, which is late January, the Christmas tree is up. Yep. So, so you're not one that takes it down as soon as Christmas is over? Absolutely not. I cannot stand that when people are like, okay, it's December 26th, we're taking the tree down. I Yeah, right. I'm like, oh, wow, you Scrooge. You, you I, did yes. Bare minimum. All that work. Yes. Right. <laughs> um. Now, this one is going to be really, I hope we don't, like, get hate mail. Uh, Sancta mommies and stay-at-home moms who say they have the hardest job in the world. Okay, I guess. Yes, it is, a, it is a hard job, but it is not the hardest job in the world. That it is an over... <laughs> that <laughs> I know I know and I have three kids and I worked from home and had the kids at home so I get it you can but send your that... emails to Nicole at <laughs> <laughs> I know I just but the people that always have to make everything about being a mother like I'm someone who has just come into motherhood within the last four years. So obviously it's very different for me, but just having seen that, it's like, yeah, I mean, that heart surgeon probably, you know, his job's probably a little harder. <laughs> you know, I just, that, I don't know. I just don't, that whole thing, I just, it really grates my nerves. And I can understand that, and especially when you have a job that is very, very, you know, emotionally taxing, it's it's physically taxing on you, you, mm -hmm. you know, 
and I get it because there are some pretty shitty jobs out there. Um, Absolutely. You know, the full time or the stay at home mom, um, make no mistake about it. They, they have their hands full. They're busy 24 seven and it, it is mentally taxing and emotionally taxing, but on a different level. It's like comparing apples and oranges. You can't Agreed. compare what I do to what you do as a mom. You, you know what I mean? Absolutely. No, I uh, completely agree. And that's and that's by no means not that is not shitting on stay at home moms at all. Oh, like oh, I sir. wish I was. <laughs> I wish I was. But um, yeah, no, just that whole clutch of people who say those type of things i'm like and i i would i would imagine too that it was it would be there would be another level of stress and exhaustion if you are raising a a child with special needs you know absolutely something like that oh Yeah. yeah that would be yeah Again, um, that's Nicole at klausofthehearted.com, <laughs> our official email for the show. Ah. The, uh, my, last, my last unpopular opinion was the emasculation of men. I, as a feminist, it is very unpopular for me to feel the way I do about how a lot of men are portrayed or treated nowadays. I'm not sure I'm following. Can you give me an example? So, sure. So, I guess everyone's like, oh, well, that's toxic masculinity. Not, I don't think everything is. I don't think everything is. Now, I will say that um, I like a lot of the traditional roles that Jesse and I have in the household. And I don't think... I just don't like the way that kind of society is headed in some ways. Okay. Um, hmm. Interesting. It's a it is. <laughs> it is because. Like, I want it to be okay that my boys open doors. And that they pick up the check if they're taking someone out on a date. Mm-hmm. I want some of those more traditional things to be okay by the time my boys are of that age. So those things are no longer practiced or taught or? I mean, they are, but it's, I feel like, and again, I, would, I probably sound like a hypocrite here as a, as a feminist, but um, let women be women, let men be men, let whomever be whatever they want to be and if that's how like more traditional roles like jesse takes out the trash and i take care of the most of the cooking or that kind of stuff um i think that that's okay and i think that there's a lot of well i can do that myself i you know i don't need a man to do that no of course you don't no one needs anyone I, that, that kind of takes me back to like with my parents, it was your traditional man roles and 
the the woman roles. My dad was work. <laughs> I see. I didn't want to say it like that, you know. But and that's I've, okay. I, but I mean, and that's but that's the problem is that everything every everyone is offend not everyone. There is something to offend everyone by something. Sure. Everyone is offended by something. Absolutely. And I feel like it's. I feel like it's getting worse. Yeah, well, it is. Like some <laughs> someone is offended by whatever little whatever. And I realize, no, it's not the 80s. It's not the 90s anymore. We don't say the things we used to say. We don't behave the way we used to behave. But some of it is a little excessive. Do you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely, I agree. Because... Now, with my dad and my mom, my dad, you know... He did, he he mowed the yard, took care of the trash. He, you know, there was most of the outside work or any kind of handyman stuff or anything like that was designated to him because that's the kind of thing that he number one he knew he was awesome at and enjoyed by and large. My mom took care of everything on the inside of the house, the cooking, the cleaning, the laundry. You know what I mean? Um, Now, I also remember as a kid hearing my mom say things like, I wish Herschel would help me with this, or I wish I could get some help with that. But she would never say it to him. She would be like talking on the phone or to my aunt or whoever. Mm -hmm. I I remember that, you know. (laughs) So in our house, you know, Carrie is very involved with making sure that the kids are going back and forth to practices, to games. She's like the team mom, you know, you know what I mean? So she, she has a lot more things going on outside the house than my mom ever did. You know, my mom, you know, she went to work, she came home and that was the end of it. There was no PTA. There was no, none of that stuff. You know, once she came home, she you know that was that was the end of it. Now, because Carrie spends a lot of time, if she's not at work, she's at a ball game, she's at a practice, she's doing something with the team, or she's helping Libby, she's doing this, that, or the other. So I have more than um, assumed some of the household duties. You know, like and I do all the laundry. And, you know, the majority of the dishes and I, I would say that I would say that the cooking thing is probably split all depending on who's got what happening on that day. But, uh, you know, I'm very much more hands on with inside the house chores as I am outside the house like my dad had been. So, um, And you're right, and you're absolutely right. This is no longer the 80s, and this is no longer the 90s, and the things that were deemed acceptable back then have now become passe, um, or they have become, you know, it it didn't age well, and in in some cases, I totally agree. Uh, But on the other hand, we've, proverbially speaking, we've handed out too many participation trophies. And it has pussified, for the lack of better term, our society as a whole. 100%. 100%. I completely agree with you. 
and that's uh you know you look i get it on one in in one aspect i understand why that happens but we are seeing the result of that you know we're 10 years in 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 the last 10 years we have really seen it come to the forefront as to how how sensitive we've become you know what i'm saying everything okay sorry i just needed to move rooms the dogs are barking like idiots so <laughs> I, I, I couldn't hear them well, I had myself on mute, so I wanted mm. to make sure that that was not uh, a major distraction there. So, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. All right. So yeah, um, no, I'm I'm glad we're kind of on the same page there. I think you know, and that's one thing that you know we've really worked on with our kids is teaching both our daughter and our sons how to do all of those. You know, we're teaching them when they obviously are littlest is too little but teaching them to be independent teaching them that you know you need to learn how to do this or how to do that so that you don't have to depend on someone else you don't have to just depend on a spouse or a partner mm -hmm. but you can also appreciate the things that your spouse or partner does absolutely so. absolutely yeah so I was uh, looking at some of these things on on the BuzzFeed.com yes. list. Um, a couple of them stand out as I'm thumbing th through this real quick. After the death mm -hmm. of a pet, you should you should be given a va vacation from home to grieve your loss, as with any family member that passes away. Um, look, pets are for the majority of people who have them they're just as an important part as any human member of the family and um what 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 really bothers me is when i see you know people post things on social media they you know they had to put their dog down the cat got hit by a car something like this something that meant something to them to the family and then, you know, during a face-to-face -face conversation with a mutual friend, they're sitting there shit-talking about, man, can you believe that Joe put this thing on there about his dog dying? I mean, my God, it's just an animal. Mm, says someone who's never had any kind of emotional attachment to a pet. Mm -hmm. And, uh, look, I, I would fully support being any kind of support of at least one day one shift you know just mm -hmm. to get a day buffer between having to go through something like that and trying to resume no normal life because look man you know i i had an awesome dog named melvin when when i was a kid and i still miss that dog she was the best yes she jeff named her melvin don't ask me why <laughs> um but I, I can tell you she was the most popular dog in our neighborhood because her name was Melvin. Um, I love it. Oh, God. Yeah, she was the greatest dog. And I, you know, and my cats, Agnes and Toonie, you know. that. <laughs> God, I remember them. That's crazy. I mean, I, <laughs> I had them for, I mean, over 20 years, both of them. 
they lived forever and when when their days came man that was that was rough that was real rough I can't imagine yeah so, my dogs are 13 and 15 so and i know eventually that day will be upon us and i don't even want to think about it right because you have they're 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 your fur babies they are yeah part of the family. they were my babies before i had my babies yeah i mean i get it so i i am fully in support of you know, give people a day of of grievement for their pets, for their for their animals, as long as it's legit. You know what I mean? If you, yes. if, you if you know a guy that just is trying to find any kind of way to get out of work, you know what? My hamster died, and uh, I just don't know <laughs> if I can do this. <laughs> it's it's a hamster, bro. <laughs> right. You know, you know, unless you guys had some sort of an incredible bond. Anyway, I shouldn't have said that because they're I'll get hate mail again. That's at, at Nicole at uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, here's another one that worst. I am that that stuck out, and this one made made me chuckle because uh, the gentleman I work across the line from, his name is Dell. And we've had this very conversation, like last week, that Superman is an is an incredibly boring hero. To which I told him because he said that he's like S Superman is boring. I'm like, you know what? You suck. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, I get it. I can, you know, he he laid out his case, and he says, well, you know, he's. You know, all he's faster than a speeding bullet, blah, blah, blah. He can do this, that, or the other thing. And the only weakness he has is kryptonite. Uh, yeah, but, lane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the little minx. Anyway. <laughs> um, but, I mean, that's the intriguing part of it is that these, these criminals or these villains, they got to come up with creative ways to get the kryptonite to him. Or around mm -hmm. him, and uh, now by and large, I've always been more of a Batman guy, um, just because I think the character is very cool. Um, but take nothing away from from Superman because I, he's say what you want, very much a part a part of Americana, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, in terms of popularity, I mean it's maybe now more because of, of of the Marvel movies and things of this nature. But, you know, for DC Comics, it would be, you know, S Superman. And for Marvel, probably Captain America. And, um, you know, to me, I think Captain America is one of the more boring of the superheroes. But, you know, that's it's not... I'm not trying to start a fight with anybody. I'm not going to... You know, get get into a fist fight because I prefer you know S Superman over Captain America, but it is what it is. Um, now this this one doesn't really resonate with you or I because our kids are are pretty young still. But making your kids pay rent once they turn eighteen is a dick move. Oh, my kids will be paying rent. Yeah. Yeah, well, actually, no, because hopefully they're away at college. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, assuming that at age 19, they're they're still at home for whatever reason. You're charging them rent? 
it depends if they're going to college. Like it depends if what they're doing. They're okay. not just going to stay here and and suckle off the the financial teat of the household. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> okay. In- interesting you? way of putting that. Uh, I'm pretty. <sighs> I guess it would be very much the the same thing, you know, all depending on what they've got going on. If they're if they're going to college or or something like that, then mm-hmm. no, um, I'm not going to put that kind of, that kind of pressure on them. Although, if they were living on campus, they would have to find a part time job to pay rent for an apartment or or mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. But I, I mean, I, again, I guess it. it it would determine on what what their situation was. Um, you know, if they're if they if they have a job, they're not going to school, but they have a job, but they're still living under my roof. Uh, y- yeah, you're going to be turning some some of that green over for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> I don't. I can't. I don't even know how. To, I read this and I felt like I was going to puke in my mouth a little bit. Watered down mayo is better than milk and a hot chocolate drink. Oh God! I yeah. When I saw that, I was like, "Who drinks that?" First of all, and then let alone to say, I feel like that's something you should do in our in the in the winter. Maybe that maybe that's something we'll do for a winter uh, podcast. I don't see it happening. I'll I'll be straight <laughs> up with you. Yeah, it sounds disgusting. Uh, what else we got here? Oh, this is the driver with the refresher course. Okay. So, some of these. Did you look at number 17? I'm going. (laughs) Oatmeal cookies with raisins are better than chocolate chip cookies. I agree. Really? Yes, I do. Really? I agree. Hot out of the oven. Shit's still gooey. Still, it hasn't really solidified yet, you know? Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Hot grapes. (laughs) No, I I agree with that one. Absolutely. That's so funny. That is so funny. I'm sure I'm in the minority. Uh, Uh, For sure. But, uh, yeah, I, I enjoy a good oatmeal raisin cookie. Yep. Oh, I do, too. So, I do fun. Too, but not over, not over a chocolate chip cookie, I don't think. Can you believe we spent over an hour talking about that? I can, just because I, we, we both just... Well, you, you and your damn sidebars. You just go off the rails. Oh, yes. I'm the worst about that. Who is? I'm the worst. You are. You are. I'm the worst. It's like, man, you gotta gotta set aside half a day to, to, I mean, the amount of editing that goes into these things. I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, criminy. All right. Um, I just... Oh, let's let's talk about this real quick because I'm sure I'm gonna make make an ad for it 
for the show too. But I'm going back on the air on ON TV, June 11th at 6 p.m. Pretty excited about that. Klaus to the Heart yeah. Live on, on ON TV, and um, my my plan is I'm going to have Aaron Orion on there, who started his wrestling career with the MWL, um, has has since gone out and become one of the biggest names on the independent circuit around around this state around the surrounding states he made um, a brief appearance on monday night raw one monday night uh, so i kind of went and i haven't really had an opportunity to sit down and talk to him about what all went went into that but more importantly is the challenge that he and his wife and his family have dealt with outside of the wrestling ring um I'm not going to go real deep into the story, but, um, you know, as a parent, you know, as well as, as I do that, you know, the last thing we want ever, ever to happen is something bad to happen with our kids. Well, they found a brain tumor, um, with his son and, um, had to have surgery and, and the, the road to recovery has been some, has been nothing short of, awe-inspiring you know and uh so i'm aaron is going to come on the show and talk about that and uh, i'm very excited about you know kind of, number one seeing him i haven't seen him in person and seemingly forever and so it'll, it'll be good to actually see him and give him an opportunity to tell his story and think and, and really put some awareness on um you know, thing, things of that nature, brain cancer, you know, m mental health, you know, that type of thing. So, uh, just, it's, it, it really makes you appreciate what you have in life when you, when you see somebody that you know and that you care about going through something like this. So, uh, that's going to be on June the 11th and uh, it's going to be uh, at 6 p.m. live on ONTV TV and internet platforms. We'll have all of the, the information on KlausToTheHeart.net and as, as well as our Facebook page. So that'll be fun. I'm looking forward That's to exciting. that. Good. I'm also uh, working on getting another live show booked, stage show. Um, kind of looking at a couple different venues here just trying to make all the ducks in a row line up so hopefully we can make an announcement here in a couple weeks about that mwo is going back to work uh june the 26th and that's going to be in fremont indiana how far away are you from fremont like three hours i already looked it up <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be an unemotional one. Um, I've renamed the annual tournament that is associated with um, with the Slamathon event, which is the show that we're doing in Indiana. Um, I've renamed the tournament the PF Classic. Um, obviously, that's uh, you know in in memory of my brother. Because the last time we did a show in Fremont was in June of 2019, and he was such a huge deal. Like, the people loved him. 
and he made it all the way to the finals of the tournament. I mean, he, he lost it in, in the finals, but he wound up wrestling like three times that night. And uh, the, the folks in Fremont really, um, I mean, they embraced the whole company too, but there were, you know, less than a handful of guys that they really rallied around. And those people had no idea who we were. They just knew that wrestling was coming. But they, man, Jeff was one of them, you know. And um, so it's it's almost poetic that our first show this year is going to be in Fremont. It's going to be Slamathon, and uh, you know, obviously, he's not going to be with us in a physical manner. <laughs> Uh, he's very much going to, his name is still on the marquee, and I felt that that was very important. All right. Well, we will go ahead and put a bow on this episode. We certainly appreciate everybody tuning in this week uh, to listen to the show and uh, keep checking out our Facebook page. Just look for Klaus to the Heart. Look for the our official website, net. And uh, you'll find all of our contact information, upcoming events, breaking news, archives of the podcast, and the YouTube show. So with that, for Nikki Felsoni, I'm Jason Klaus. Be awesome to yourselves and to each other. And we will see you right back here next week, beginning at midnight, with a brand new episode of the Klaus to the Heart podcast, powered by Anchor.fm. Hey everybody, I just want to run a quick time out here and let you know about a new podcast that is available under the Jackal Creations Podcast Network. As if we didn't have enough things going on in our lives, we've decided to add a second show. This one is going to be a little bit different than Klaus of the Heart. This is Tea Time, and on Tea Time, I will be joined by my very good friend, Mr. Tim Burgett, as we talk about anything and everything. There is no format, there is no filter, there are no F's left to give. It's tea time, and it's available wherever you get the Klaus to the Heart podcast. It drops every Thursday morning, beginning at 1 a.m., and within a half an hour later, over on Spotify.